Hello and welcome to another episode of Thinking Critically, a D&D discussion. A podcast where we take a single word or topic and discuss what it means within the D&D 5e and wider TTRPG framework. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest to dissect a different topic. And today, I'm joined by Declan, the DM for the Romancing the Dungeon podcast. Thank you ever so much for joining us today, Declan. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Danilo, for, for having me on. Uh, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, uh, as you said, I'm the, the DM for Romancing the Dungeon. We're uh, an Irish uh, actual play 5e podcast, um, which sounds like you're reciting off the ingredients to some sort of really bad menu. But uh, <laughs> Romancing the Dungeon is a... Uh, it's it's an adventure about four heroes on the greatest quest uh, of all. Uh, they're looking for true love. And the whole idea is they're trying to discover what that actually really means to them throughout it. We've just finished our, our first season. Uh, it dropped there just, just under a week ago, uh, the, the, the season finale. Outside of DMing for uh, Romancing the Dungeon, I suppose I've been playing tabletop role-playing games for about 16 years. And the vast majority of that time, I've spent it uh, as the DM. I'm, uh, I am that sort of that that typical. Oh yeah, he's the forever DM, uh, and I'm <laughs> I'm more comfortable in the DM chair than I am in the player. But lately, I've kind of started to get that kind of uh, that want to uh, to to annoy a DM, uh, and, and you know, <laughs> it's what my character would do. I'm 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 excited to get back into playing it as well. Uh, I'm currently outside the podcast. I'm currently running. Uh, five games, uh, three of which wow. are homebrew. Two are set in the same universe uh, at the exact same time, but two very, very different stories. And for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to add uh, two runs of Curse of Strad onto my timetable as well. So, yeah. But I am wow. I am actively looking to join a game as well, if that makes any difference. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. That that just kept getting more and more and more. <laughs> that's you got a lot on your plate fair play okay i i totally get that like so i've jumped in as a player in one of my dm confidant friends games as a player and i didn't pick it to be this way but i've inadvertently picked the one that's most awkward for dms so i'm playing a a ranger swarmkeeper ranger so i've got like speak with plants speak <laughs> with animals and a gaseous form so like every other session i'm like Here's where I'm going to annoy you because I need you to speak like a <laughs> succulent today. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man!" And then we we just started a dungeon, and I was like, "Right, uh, DM, I'm going to gaseous form and basically recon this entire floor of the dungeon." And he was just like, "Man, f you!" <laughs> it's about time he starts installing some air vents into his dungeons, um, you know, with air conditioning. Uh, so we'll just that ought to that ought to you know that ought to slow you down very very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got this image in my head now of like a proper like traditional like nightmare style dungeon like you know dank dark but just there's just these off-white air conditioning units just, <laughs> yeah. just wearing away like completely out of place and there's Bob the cobalt on maintenance coming in to fix it every now and again <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah don't mind me lads just uh, <laughs> yeah. just work in the AC <laughs> it's on the fritz again <laughs> <laughs> that's that's we haven't even talked about the topic yet and I'm already we're well building uh, it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um okay so talking talking of the topic today's topic is romance appropriate for your podcast so what does the word romance mean to you within the D and ttrpg framework i suppose the kind of the, the first thing that kind of comes to mind really is role play and you know we, we 
oftentimes, you know, in in TTRPG games, uh, when you throw out the idea of, you know, uh, romance or love, it usually falls into the kind of the bracket of seduction, uh, in which case mm. there's probably, you know, a half-elf bard uh, on the team uh, or in the tavern, uh, you know, making goo-goo eyes at somebody. Yeah. Uh, or there might be, you know, a villain or villainess uh, that's captured, you know, a local lord's son or daughter and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. For me, personally, when it, when it kind of when it came to the idea of bringing kind of romance into uh, D&D or tabletop roleplay games in general, it was about uh, one of my favorite aspects, which, it, which is, uh, you know, character development. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that um a lot of a lot of the times gets overlooked uh in games i think a lot of people are either afraid uh to go you know to touch it because there's there's a lot to unpack around that topic and obviously you need to ensure that everybody is comfortable with it and there's also sort of a well ultimately what does it really lend itself to the story you know if a you know if a character is married or a character is actively looking to find their soulmate or whatever it might be what does that actually mean to the to the story beyond mm-hmm. you know your 15 page backstory that the dm glanced <laughs> through um yeah i um and i'm <laughs> off the just 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 for the record i am a i am a sucker for romance uh i i'm a i teach english literature uh, a lot of what uh, i love about what i read is around romance uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and what kind of comes out of it. And that's one of my favorite things about it is that, you know, we think of romance as, oh, you know, it's, you know, soft, soft lights, roses, uh, you know, yeah. demure ladies and, you know, mm-hmm. dashing lords or whatever. No, there's, there's so much more to it uh, than that. And I think that's kind of where, you know, the, the, the whole premise for the show came um, and, and, and exploring it. And, for me, it's been really kind of, I won't say cathartic, because, you know, there's that, there, there is that joke that, you know, D&D is therapy for us. But it, it's been really refreshing to see characters and, and, and my players uh, come together uh, and have that as a factor at the table. You know, their mm-hmm. relationships uh, with with each other, uh, but also, you know, with, with you know, with, with the many, many NPCs that I try and now avoid uh, creating uh, given the drama that kind of comes with it. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can totally see that niche is maybe a more negative word than I, than I intend it to be. But I mean, like having that character development, as you said, as the focus of the show of the game is, I, I can definitely see like a gap there because it's often, as you said, again, taboo is maybe not the right word, but maybe, you know, inadvertently avoided in some games because of some inherent awkwardness that that some people might feel and and so on and so on so i can definitely see that there's value in it and it can be an enjoyable experience and the you you started off that with the nice way of saying like a the horny bard is yeah (laughs) is one (laughs) archetypical implementation of, of of romance and one that i i do personally find a bit trite i have to say um it's a bit of a two on the nose for me, if I have to say. Um, I'm all for like flamboyancy, but uh, when it's th- that kind of stereotype, it's a bit like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> it, it, it it's very, it's very one dimensional. Uh, yes. you know, as a, a like, oh, what, what's his drive? He, he's just horny. 
great, go see a doctor because that's not normal all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 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 and you know what, for the record, if, if that's, if you, if that's what you want to play work ahead, you know, as long as, as long as the other people at your table are, are comfortable and, mm-hmm. and are happy and that that's fine, you know, work mm-hmm. right ahead. But there, there's so much more that you can do with this, uh, with this concept. Um, and like for us, the, the four players around, around our table all came to the game with stuff. Uh, kind of set up already so mm-hmm. we have uh we have a a blood hunter who has uh selective or, or retrograde amnesia depending on what day you ask him and we've a hint that he's not particularly comfortable with any form uh, of romance or emotion and he struggles with it um and it's been really it's been really great to see him bring that to the table because as a character, he like his thing is, I want to go, I want to fight monsters. I really don't want to talk about my feelings, mm. and it works. You know, it's not forced. It's not uh, yeah. the way the way that player takes that character. It works very very well because, as we've seen over the last couple of uh, you know releases and, and and the show, there's so much more going on to this guy, and there's reasons why he's so uh, withdrawn or so uncomfortable. And on the and on the flip side of it, and for the record, we do have we do have a uh, a half elf bard, but that that player took that character much much further. Um, he considers himself the Sid Vicious of the other realms. Uh, was the way he kind of stylized himself, and he's not particularly um, not he doesn't start out particularly as a as a really lovable uh, character. He is. For for lack of a better word, a a, a player, um, yeah, and uh, quite happy with that label, mm-hmm. and sitting opposite him at the table is another player who's playing his ex. Oh, okay, <laughs> and he's being forced to kind of confront. Well, this is this is what's happening with these people that you meet, that you string along, and so on and mm. so forth. And um, the the fire Ganassi warlock is. She's one of maybe a handful that really didn't take too kindly to his uh, his ghosting and is, is now kind of half out for blood, half out for vengeance. And it works. Uh, it works really, really well. Because one thing that we do with this topic, and, and you kind of mentioned it down below, that, that it can be kind of awkward or it can be kind of taboo. Mm-hmm. Because the one of the things you want to make sure is that everybody at that table is comfortable with what's being talked about mm-hmm. comfortable with where the story is going because like you know we both dm so mm-hmm. you you know going into the session here's my plans i've worked very very hard on my plans what was the point because my players are now going to spend the better part of you know an hour doing this other thing that i mm-hmm. I, I mentioned just as a side thing <laughs> um but they have now latched onto and Great. Uh, it, 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 it kind of, you know, it, our, our games kind of have a, a mind of their own because it is a, it's a shared yes. collaboration. Yeah. And with that, then you just have to, and it, it's, it's a thing that in my mind and in, in my, at the table and with my players, it's a constant, are you okay with where this is going? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, we've had some fairly heavy moments given given the subject um so i, I mentioned there are two of the characters uh, nate the the half elf bard and hephaesta the uh, fire ganassi warlock mm-hmm. uh, about halfway through our season their baggage effectively 
got exposed. The players knew, you know, players knew yes. and the audience knew there was a bit of animosity there, all right. You know, Hephaestus makes no secret of getting the odd dig in. But halfway through, there's just this moment where they've had kind of their fill of each other and they just dump it all out. And I remember mm-hmm. being set there at the table and kind of looking across at the other two players, kind of going, oh my God, like this is, this is, um, Oh yeah, this is this is giving me flashbacks to like getting you know the, getting the popcorn out. Yeah, it, it, it's it, you know it, it it was it was fantastic, but yeah. at the same time, before before we had that session, we sat down as a team and we knew going into it this was going to happen. It was leading to it. it there was no mm-hmm. other way for this to kind of to get resolved, you know, other, unless unless they started chucking spells at each other back and forth, um, mm-hmm. which was which was a possibility. Uh, <laughs> They went to a a point that both the players had said, "This is this is my line. This is where if if we hit this point, it's over. Like as in, we have to the the fight, the role play, it stops." Yeah. And they both they both had figured out a, a really useful um, kind of trick was that effectively it was a code word when when the other player had kind of pushed too far, that another player would just use this as an insult. And that ah. would be it. Okay, that's clever. Yeah, and it worked. But we we didn't know what the code word was, so we were, we were all there sitting there going, "Oh my god, this is escalating! This is escalating! This is getting <laughs> where 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 do the where do the characters stop and the players begin? This is just getting yeah. a bit." Uh, but it was fantastic. You know, it it, it it lent itself to some really really amazing role playing, and and that's I suppose that's why I went with that theme or that concept because I, mm-hmm. I I wanted to see where you know where it would take us and I remember kind of we pitched ourselves as oh we're rom-com inspired and I'm I'm listening back to some of our our, our last episodes and I'm like oh god we're not a rom-com at all <laughs> like it's <laughs> new like we started that way certainly yeah um but and don't get we we've had some goofball moments or, or whatever yeah. you want to call them but listening to it I'm like oh okay we're we're tapping into something here that um I don't think we initially expected. Okay. And I don't think our show is for, for everybody. I, I, I think mm. I de- there's definitely people out there going, no, I'm not listening to, you know, a fire ganassi and a, and a half elf make kissy faces at each other. Yeah. When, when do they smash monsters? When yes. That yeah. and, and, and that's, you know, that's something that we, you would think, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Our first season's 24 episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, there has been, no sex scenes at all at all mm-hmm. nobody at the table is comfortable with the, that's just awkward like who 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 wants to role play that out it's like it's like when you're uh you know when you're a kid living with your parents and the the romance the sex scene comes on in a film and you're staring at the ceiling yes like, w- oh, wishing, wishing, tiles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wishing yes. the couch would spontaneously combust and take you with it like, <laughs> yeah uh, no we 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 did the we did the typical 90s uh, sitcom panned the fireplace um, ah. I mean, you know, it's it's not that it doesn't happen. You know, we're we're all adults. You know, we we've had yeah. our fair share of you know dumb jokes uh, and stuff at the table. Um, but no, like that that's again that's not our table. That's not our game. Um, and while it it goes hand in hand, maybe with pursuing uh, a character and a relationship, there is really no need for us to put that into our podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I. 
personally, I don't want to go back and listen to that edit because how do I, you know, how, how do you, how do you create a soundscape for that? <laughs> like, so no, um, we've, mm-hmm. we've spent the, the kind of the better part of the last year or so developing this, this whole idea of um, romance and love. Mm-hmm. And from it, I guess we've kind of realized very, very quickly that, and, and even kind of season one, it's very much about thematically, uh, yes, you know, romance and love are up there, but listening, if you listen to the whole thing, and I think this is, this is probably the English literature teacher me coming out a small yeah. bit, like, you know, the, the, the subtext to it is, uh, that like that, that entire season is about loving yourself, like actually, actually having, you know, the respect for yourself, um, and you know, loving the parts of yourself, the good parts and the bad parts, and accepting them mm-hmm. for what they are. And we've we've had a blast, uh, an absolute blast doing it. And don't get me wrong, there has been some really awkward moments. I've had, I like, um, there's a there's a scene in one of the, I think we're like nineteen or twenty, where I have to flirt with myself. Ah, uh, and yes. I'm I'm flirting with myself as a uh, as a gnome artificer and a sort of Texan dwarf merchant. Yep. And it is, yeah, it's an experience that I, um, I, yep, it was, it was very strange. Um, yeah, it's, it's unique, right? But as, as a DM being like, okay, I'm now talking to myself and it's just, it's like inception levels yes. of trying to work out who's feeling what at what moment is <laughs> and yeah and it's even that you know switching and I, like i'm not I, I am not a voice actor in any shape uh-huh. or form whatsoever i i do them because you know in in the podcast it, it just adds a bit of diversity and it changes up mm. you know what people are hearing i am not good i don't pretend to be but yeah listening back to it i'm like oh my god one is that how i flirt and two what is wrong with me <laughs> like <laughs> that's more like 1a and 1b but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I i suppose you know is it something that you may you might have kind of any experience with download kind of at the table you know either as a dm or the player is it something you, you might have maybe thought about or would you would you even consider pursuing so yeah, there is a, is a question I want to come back to. I'm going to say it out loud so you can help me remember it when I okay. inadvertently forget is whether there's more reasons of romance not maybe having the spotlight as much as it could do in some games. But have that have that on the back burner yep. while I uh, talk about my experiences. So my game that I run, it's a, a world equally full of whimsy as it is war is the tagline. So we have goofy parts we have you know speaking stones are basically mobile phones and like you know your phone's buzzing someone's trying to call you that like there's there's goofy modern trappings essentially to simplify it and because i like the juxtaposition of fantastic mobile phones and <laughs> teleportation circles like what, what a weird kind of to be, <laughs> world to be, to be in I, I did the i did do the sending stones thing as well um one of my characters has um, an app uh, that you can download to your sending stone or, you know, you can enchant your sending stone with. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean, d- despite, you know, that incarnation of sending stones being a lot more useful than the rules as written sending stones, my players still neglect to pass them out and use them in yeah. situations which would be very useful to use them. Um, anyway, so it is a bit goofy and I'm not a, an English writer at all, but there was there's two player characters, uh, an elf rogue, and a human warlock and they are often were often firing barbs back at each other 
the, the human warlock is antagonizing most of the party anyway it just so happens that this this the elf rogue was a bit more uh, sensitive to it is, is probably the best way to put it so there was always this kind of tension between the pair of them anyway the elf rogue his player wanted him to be you know very handsome he wanted to be a you know an attractive whatever that means a character and the the human warlock is also very much a bit of a a bit of a jack of jack the lad mm. kind of guy um so there was always a bit of this tension a bit of this friction and they, they went to a new city and they were trying to flirt with these two women that they'd found and um i was like you know what i'm gonna i'll allow them to have this and i i'm also not a voice actor uh i, I can also be quite hammy in the way i portray uh certain npcs so these, these two women you know one was quite housewifey i hope that's not an insulting term nowadays but you know what i mean like homely i guess is a, a, a better way to put it and in the other one was kind of egging her on and being like no 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 go on let's let's go on a date with these guys kind of thing so uh that that was interesting for a lot of people at the table and not just for me because i had a lot of newbies at the table bellfrog being one of them so i think for them that was probably their first interaction of like okay danlo's flirting with ben the player <laughs> They've both got, they're both in happy relationships in real life. And I'm trying to get along with this, but also it's, you know, they're, they're still trying to break down a couple of those walls of, of blurring reality from the mm. fiction, which is interesting. But I went, I went, do you know what? These guys have been getting on my nerves as much as they have each other's. So I'm going to set up a bit of a, the classic 90s film, funnily enough, scene of, you know, they, they go on a date, the double date with these two, which itself was wrought with friction because the two of them are like, I can eat more bread rolls than you can. <laughs> uh, and they end up going back to a hotel room. And of course, the girls have some fun with themselves. And they say, well, now you guys have to, which was very much me living vicariously through these two women to deliberately goad the players into being like, okay, well, how badly do you want this? And we're all good friends and adults. And I'm, I'm confident and familiar with where their boundaries mm. are. And it was very much a, it was basically like a binary do do you want to do the thing and they go yes okay and then that was it that was like okay anyway everyone else is back at your their hotel and what are you guys doing for the rest of the evening and i thought that would be the end of it and i'm building up to something here so i was like okay that, that was a funny goof it was you know that that really changed the relationship between those two players and their characters like the next morning was it was palpable which is hey that's that's character development but mm. then that the uh the human warlock afterwards he came to me in, in private after the game and he was like so his character he was like he, he wasn't originally meant to be bisexual but that's maybe something i want to have a more play more part of his, his character going forward and i was like whoa okay that's really cool and then uh, you know unexpected mm. and that was a really cool kind of like outcome to this really stupid goofy hammy setup that i had put them up just for you know 80 percent just for the laughs in a way uh and then out the other side came this really kind of profound oh wow okay you had taken this well seriously okay oh well, cool i guess that was a whew, i'm like <laughs> but patting my brow being like nice saved i'm like nice uh <laughs> worked out better than i could have anticipated so um so yeah there's there's, there's been that like we don't talk about that night between the two of them quite often but for different reasons between the pair of them okay uh, which is which is quite interesting and then uh the other game that i'm a player in uh dungeons dice and dudes podcast is i'm playing a 
uh, a tiefling wizard and uh, my friend is playing a, a tiefling rogue and firstly there's a bit of camaraderie between both being tieflings you know usually somewhat ostracized mm. in their own communities and stuff so there's a little bit of hey you're like me uh, and also it helps that she's relatively intelligent relative to the rest of the party of course which my wizard <laughs> finds hella attractive uh, <laughs> uh, and also she's this like spunky rogue doing backflips and all badass stuff whereas i'm there like i've got a book <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing um so we we have at the end of uh most recent episode um they're in like the middle of combat and they've my character and this, this other rogue have have kind of done like a sneak attack around the side so it's just the pair of them things got a bit hairy and then she's like right i need to go over here so i'm going to leave you here on your own to which my frail glass cannon wizard does not like in the slightest so he was like uh okay uh do, bye and i was like any any he kisses her on the cheek and everyone was like whoa <laughs> and there'd been there'd been like little drip drops i've been drip feeding stuff up until that point like it wasn't completely out of the blue but again that kind of set the table on fire it's like whoa okay that's the only real experience i've had as, as a player and if i'm being completely honest it's not maybe i'm actually here's the real truth maybe i'm second guessing myself actually because on one hand i sometimes feel like would my character would quinn really do that and maybe i'm just doing it to have that be a part of the show because yeah. it isn't otherwise but then i'm thinking to myself now that no like it's okay to just want that to happen <laughs> there doesn't have to be some ulterior motive that i'm yeah, tricking myself into thinking I'm having. But it, it goes back to the thing we were talking about, you know, about the 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 archetype of the uh, the horny bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, your character Quinn, you know, isn't a one dimensional character. You know, when mm-hmm. when you're playing him, and I and I think this is the this is the kind of the the nature with uh, you know creating TTRPG content for a for production. So yeah. whether whether that's stream or a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, nobody goes to the cinema you know, wanting the same character in every single film. We mm-hmm. we like characters with many different facets to them. And the sort of the the romantic side of it, the the relationship side of it, whatever whatever that word means, you know, relationship, it could be it could it could be romantic, it could be sexual, it could be platonic, it could be familial, what what whatever mm-hmm. whatever whatever it means uh, to to your character, it adds, you know, another element to them. And it kind of gives them, it, it gives your, it gives you, the player, a, a chance to, you know, develop them that little bit further. You round out that character a little bit more and it shows your audience another side to them. You know, so hmm. that, you know, that peck on the cheek, like you said, it's it set the table on fire. But th- those are the people playing the game. They're immersed in it. Can you, I mean, the the audience's experience of that you know, is it, something different. Mm-hmm. It, 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 to them, they're, they, in effect, they don't see you, they, they see Quinn. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it comes back to, you know, you, you had said you have this, the, this, this question, why don't we see more of it? Uh, mm-hmm. Or why is romance kind of maybe shied away from? And I, 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 there's a couple of reasons I think. Before before you you answer that, are you telling me that I somehow inadvertently set myself up for the best segue in podcast history? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh, wicked. Freud, Freud Freud would have a field day, Daniel. 
but that's you know what I mean it's and it's it you know it those are the moments that you know when you think back to that episode or that mm-hmm. session uh, and I, I don't know how many people you know you work with or even yeah. you know family that you know uh, who know you play Dungeons and Dragons or TTRPGs because mm-hmm. uh, there is that thing of oh you sit in a dark basement rolling dice you know dressed as yeah. wizards you're like oh my god you know get with it it's that that that's a ham joke from like the the late 70s early 80s you know it, it's mm-hmm. it's it, it's moved on it's about time your material did as well but it's this element to it that when i when i talk about it uh you know to people that it's it, you know it's always it's it's just you rolling dice and doing whatever it, it's it's not like you know there's mm-hmm. um a performative element to it whether again whether it's whether it's uh, just for fun or for 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 production there's a performative element to to this mm-hmm. and i think the more immersed you get as a as a character or as the the dm uh you know the more into that world you become but or even in the into the character that you become uh the more open you are to those sorts of to you know, to those sorts of situations mm-hmm. and it can create some really spectacular stuff because it's not you you know six months down the line or two years down the line telling your mates you know over a couple of drinks oh god do you remember that time we were all together and we were rolling dice and we had sheets <laughs> and it was great you're like you're not you're like oh do you, you know our characters we went to that you know we went to the tavern and there were you know there were those uh there was those two women you know um yeah and i you know we egged each other on and oh what we didn't get up to you're that's what you describe you don't you yeah. you don't describe the paper and the pencil and, and the dice. <laughs> Remember that time your pen your pencil lead snapped. <laughs> oh, oh man, oh, the what drama. Of it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad. I mean, I, I don't regret doing that. Mm. I know I do pride myself on being very careful with taking the spotlight and making it a Quinn episode, as I call it. Like uh, I'm always like, this might lead to half an hour of Quinn doing something. Is everyone okay with that? <laughs> so I'm always quite sensitive uh, to that kind of stuff. So I, I maybe I'm I'm now convincing myself that it was an okay thing to do. But um, so to loop back around to that question, then the reason I asked it was I, maybe maybe my pool of experience is, is very limited. I, you know, hands up, I admit I don't listen to a huge number of, of podcasts. Which is ironic, I know. <laughs> Hypocritical, perhaps. Um, so perhaps that exists more than than I realise, but it definitely feels like there isn't that many instances of genuine relationships. And it feels like it's not just because it's quote-unquote taboo. It feels like maybe there's there's more there to unpack. Mm. You know, maybe it's just like hard difficulty role-playing as opposed to, you know... Would you want to drink at the tavern? I'll have wine and I'll have beer. Like yeah. that's maybe like easy, quote unquote, role playing versus hard role playing. Maybe that that plays into it a little bit. I'm not sure. I I think it does. I think why it's sort of um, why people shy away from it. I think the first reason, and it's probably the most obvious one, is a lot of us we play these games for a bit of escapism. You know, mm-hmm. we we we're, we want to sit down with our friends uh, for you know a couple of hours, um, half a day, a weekend, whatever whatever it might be. We want to forget about the outside world. We want to run through you know Lost Minds of Fandelver, uh, and we just want to have a laugh, and we don't want to have to think about all the other stuff outside of that game, our mm-hmm. jobs, our commitments. 
even our relationships. You know, we, I, I want to leave, I want to leave that at the door and I would just want to abandon it just for a couple of hours uh, and not pick it up. Why, why would you then go into a game and then, uh, you know, have an argument with your spouse, uh, you know, yeah. you know, about, you know, well, I said I was going to get to lose it this time around, you know, or yeah. what, whatever it might be. You know, there is that element of, you know, I think the kind of maybe perhaps that that sort of relationships are just another factor that we like to kind of not necessarily abandon. I'm not saying we abandon our other halves when we get into these games, but, <laughs> you know, you just kind of you blot out the world. Um, yes. And yeah, you, you go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think there's probably a, an element of that to it, but I think uh, Daniel, you kind of hit the nail on the head with it as well. It's hard role play, um, and I don't mean you know oh it, it's difficult to woo or you know whatever. <laughs> Look at me using the word woo, <laughs> um, but you know it is it can be you know to to pursue a romantic partner in a game, whether it's the NPC or uh, another player character, whatever it might be. There are there's a lot of things to manage and the, f- the first hurdle really is just the awkwardness of it yeah like you know we, we're we're meant to go out and slay you know um some null raiders who've been attacking merchants uh but first let me confess my undying love to you uh just in yeah. case we die yeah okay are we gonna roleplay that no uh i just tell you that that i'm in love with you okay I don't know how to deal with that, so we're just going to leave it there, and then we're going to go fight the gnolls, and then we're going to forget mm. about what you just said. Got it. Yeah. Fine. For us, it does come down to that the decisions that they make in combat, or, you know, in just general roleplay in a tavern, mm. or with, you know, with some uh, familial characters, whatever it might be, they make decisions based on, you know, like, for example, Hephaestus and Nate, for the first foray into this world, she actively... No, she didn't go out of her way to, you know, harm him. But mm-hmm. she is, she sure as hell was not helping him. There was... Yeah. An, there was an, and, like, any chance she got, she chastised him. Like, she... And my one of my favourite things... And we only we only clocked it after we went back to edit. One of my favourite things was the, the, the player, Amber. Obviously unsure of how... Um, you know, um, my, I don't know what it was that she wasn't sure about the microphone, but she was she was saying stuff under her breath about Nate and that was just <laughs> it was so good, you know, and like she was yeah. so into this like angry, angry uh, woman who was 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 firstly refusing to work with him, um, yeah, and then hell, when they, hell hell half no fury as they say. We, well, that's we, we, we that was our running joke for a while. I was like hell half no fury like a festa ever uh, <laughs> and then you put nate into the equation and it's just it's a festa you know times a thousand uh, and, yeah. and that rage and as the show evolved uh, and as we kind of got more comfortable with it we started to kind of talk about you know how actually is this impacting the characters uh, and their relationship uh, with each other and the 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 world around them and it led to some really wonderful storytelling. Not, and I'm not. That's not me patting myself on the back. The players ended up telling some really wonderful moments, and mm. I think for me, one of my one of my all time favorite things that happened in this season was that Blood Hunter, who is so cut off or, or unable to unpack his emotions, mm-hmm. had to take Hephaestus aside and just be like, "What you are doing, and and all this anger that you're holding on to, it is. It's not good for you. You're." You're making rash decisions. You are, uh, you're hurting yourself uh, by doing X, Y, and Z. 
and eventually people are going to stop putting up with that because they can't keep seeing you do these things mm. and her reaction to that it wasn't like oh okay let's group hug and you know i feel better now we've had our care bear moment yep, um, fixed <laughs> yeah she she sucker punched him she she was like no there, there's no way in hell hefesta is ready to hear that especially from this guy who yeah. you know who, who doesn't talk about his feelings <laughs> and it just it you know we we had that um and it, this is what i mean about that that hard role play thing we had uh, an idea going into this what we were going to do and then the more comfortable we got with each other and i think this is the this is this is how you get over that um that awkwardness and that mm-hmm. that difficulty with it is just having open uh, conversations with your dm with your players with your team yeah. at the table about look and also for the record if this is not something in your game at all and your dm is saying i don't really think it's something we want to explore this this game or this campaign but maybe for the next one yeah uh, then just accept that you know don't oh yeah don't try ham fist that in there because it, it's just going to be weird um yeah <laughs> and we have the you know we have that sort of element to it you know that it, we want to escape these things we want to uh we don't want to go that far into the role play it's it you know i'm fine you know sounding like batman you know as my rogue character trying to get information from the local barkeep that's where I'm at. That's what I'm comfortable with. That's all I want to do as, as a role play. But I think the other side of it as well is that it's kind of risky. You know, romance and relationships and bringing that element into the game can be very, very risky. Mm-hmm. It can quickly derail a campaign. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 it can, the, if the DM has certain notes and suddenly, you know, one of the characters needs to go off um, because, you know, they're their ex or their their aunt or you know their best friend or whatever it is whatever that relationship is that they're they've hinged onto their character has has just kicked off well the, the campaign might go off the rails um and yeah. that can be good it can be it can make for a nice segue um mm-hmm. or it it can kind of break the flow of of that narrative that you're all creating and i suppose the other risk then as well is that you risk upsetting people mm. and that you know that's that's probably one of the most important things um, to be aware with with bringing this uh, concept or this theme in, into these games is that and, and it's generally the nature of role playing anyway. Yeah. You know, it, and it, we often come back to that phrase. You know, and it, and that's kind of taboo. Of well, that's what my character would do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I'm not a big believer of that excuse. Um, I uh, to be fair, I don't think many people are. Yeah. I think the only people that are are those that use it. <laughs> yes, yes, you know, a hundred percent. And it, but you know, it is that sort of like um, uh, it, it's the it's the lazy way out of oh, I've made a mistake, but it's fine because that's what my character would do. Mm-hmm. And if if this is something that you know, as a DM, uh, that you're considering bringing into your game at the start. Uh, or even you know into the next uh, into the next camp the next adventure that you're planning that you know one of your characters has uh, you know has been contacted by a uh, a long lost uh, ex yeah. or whatever it might be and they're going to go off on that it does bring a really nice challenge to the table but you have to make sure that everybody playing in that game is going to be comfortable with it mm-hmm. and like it's like I said to you we you know. With with the nature of, you know, doing a podcast about love uh, and romance and relationships, you know, we've touched on quite a few different topics that kind of fall in under that umbrella. Like we've we've looked at sex, we've looked at uh, sexuality, mm-hmm. and there's been some really wonderful heartfelt moments. There's been some really wonderful 
awkward moments. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just. I, I, and we kind of go with the flow of it, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, like any like any relationship or, or any kind of uh, romantic pursuit or whatever it might be. None of them are perfect, you yeah. know. They're and that's that's the kind of the thing that we look for. Here, here's here's going to be another interesting segue. So in the in the discussion I had on agency. Right, which is maybe on the surface not related in a way. It's like, how do I let my players do what they want to do and railroading and other kind of DM mechanical things versus this soft, subjective subject that that we're discussing today. Mm. However, in that discussion of agency, Scott from from Optional Rule, he was saying that you consider your characters like your, your baby like they're that you know you, you, you're you're precious of them you have them in your hands and part of role playing is basically handing this precious package to, to somebody else to have an you know to impact to have influence on to mm-hmm. you know to extend some some agency on and i think when you you know that the whole point of role playing is that it's in inherently an exercise in vulnerability you're, you're putting yourself out there you, you know maybe you're doing a goofy voice you know maybe that's intimidating even that is is still like hey i am opening a a little a piece of me to other people here and i am trusting you to not take advantage of that vulnerability and i think having romance or at least putting that on the table is uh you know the next step in like in that trading of vulnerability it's like hey i'm (laughs) this is this is my character here that i'm putting out on the table and they're flirting with you or they're willing to get their heart broken or whatnot and please treat it with respect yes <laughs> uh you know in the same way that we shouldn't have quinn's half hour every episode because that's no fun for anybody else uh, and it doesn't respect their time and and what they bring to the table is, is exactly the same thing and um to lighten the tone ever so slightly Talking of funny awkward moments, so after Quinn kissed that that uh, Sabine, the the tiefling rogue on the on the cheek, and as I said, they're in the middle of combat, so she was just like, "Right, okay, I'm going anyway." So bye. Uh, they left. We we fought a bunch of people. Um, we succeeded. We won. You know, the the immediate post combat things are resolved and settled. And as we're starting to collect our senses and stuff, she's like, "Oh, Quinn, can, can I have a word with you?" and uh, he, he's a very bookish wizard who isn't very good in, you know, reading people and... Social situations. Yeah, yeah, and really understanding what they're alluding to. You know, he sees everyone as more stupid than him, so that is, that's his default stance. Um, so she's like, hey, so what happened back there? And he's like, well, we nearly died in the fight, but I'm, I'm glad we managed to see it through. And she's like, yeah, but about the thing? And he's like, oh, when one of our friends nearly attacked our other friend because of some spell. And she's like, do you know what? let's leave it <laughs> and uh that was that was a delightfully awkward moment of of like okay he is he is if he either I, and i was kind of playing it that like maybe he was trying to not mention it but also genuinely was like i don't really know if that's what she's getting at so yes. i'm gonna play it safe and just assume it's not because then that's gonna be even more awkward <laughs> unless unless she brings it up in which case then i might address it but even then i'm gonna be yes. really embarrassed 
Yeah, you got to be. You got to be like he's a he's a you know an academic, so it's all about absolutes and knowns versus unknowns. So any kind of unknown variables, don't like them, get rid of them. Let's just stick with the facts here. <laughs> so that led to a very delightful. She she was just like, all right, I I'm just gonna go again. Let's maybe we'll talk about something else later on. He's like, all right, that was a weird conversation. <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> but I like I like and like do you know what I mean? It's not. It doesn't always have to be. You know overly dramatic and you know really powerful it, it can yeah. be because i mean you know we we all have those you know we all have those embarrassing stories we all have those uh, sad moments and we all have those oh god i i if there was an erase button in my memory i would be pushing it you know uh <laughs> yeah I, I love the the meme of like for like teenage boys and stuff when, when they're like oh you had it you had a conversation with a girl and then your expression 10 years later when you're in the shower and yes. you realized she was hitting on you and you're like, oh, oh. cool. <laughs> really shouldn't have just said, thanks, you too, at that point. <laughs> I um, I started, um, I mentioned, you know, that I, I'm running some Curse of Strad games as well at the moment and uh-huh. uh, I started them with kind of a, a prologue and well, one of my friends, uh, David, is, is playing this uh again he's it's a human wizard and uh he wandered into this this tavern and he was kind of one of the first players to arrive and it was just the the weathered old uh innkeeper mrs eileen fitzgerald uh, a band mm. of hunters who kind of gave him some side eye when he walked in and he didn't again he's a, he's a bit awkward he's a bit you know bookish he keeps to himself Mm-hmm. Uh, really only kind of exploring to get a bit more knowledge and uh, world experience under his belt before he goes back to his books and his studies. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because uh, I know David is a is a really fantastic role player. And uh, I had it that one of the hunters made eye contact with him just a little bit too long. And I thought, uh, I thought, you know, typical uh, David might, you know, ask for an inside check, you know, to see, you know, is your man threatening him or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And as David was kind of about to say, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to do X, I had said, oh, and suddenly he kind of, he looks down kind of, uh, once you meet his eye, he kind of, he looks away very, very quickly or kind of mm-hmm. almost sheepishly. And again, I assumed David is going to go inside check because I need to know, is your man going to rob me or is he going to attack mm-hmm. me or, or what's the story? No, um, I forgot that uh, David's character uh, can detect thoughts and mm. he, he, he uses the spell and again, I had not discussed, uh, I hadn't discussed with uh, David where his comfort levels were. Yeah. But when he reads your man's mind, there was no, oh, this, 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 and this. Here's this elaborate, you know, 10 page description of what your man's thinking about you uh, in his head. It's more yeah. me saying to him, oh, you see him and you, uh, you know, about to kiss. And I left it kind of for, for David to kind of deal with that. Because I, I don't think that's what he was expecting. And we all had a bit yeah. of a, a laugh. And obviously, you know, David's familiar with me as a DM and my style. And he's familiar with my games and stuff like that. Yeah. And he 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 did. He kind of, he probed a little bit long, you know, he probed those thoughts a little bit. And then we mm-hmm. we left it there. But it was that just, you know, it, it, it can add a really nice element to your stories. Uh, and, and, you know, mm-hmm. awkward moments are just as... It's this thing... It, I don't know um, I don't know if you've been seeing it uh, on Twitter a lot. There's been a, a good chunk of discussion about it in the last uh, couple of days, but it's that whole idea of, you know, your nat ones or your failed roles are just as important as your, you know, your nat 20s and those big, yeah. big escapades. Same yeah. thing with those really awkward role-playing moments. I love it when, um, you know, even when a player will kind of 
as their character is panicking. Mm-hmm. The player is the player is kind of it's that kind of the line there is blurred a little bit between player and character. Player is trying to scramble as to what to do, and then they bring that to the character that the character is struggling to figure out what to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. I had a player apologize uh, to me saying that, you know, she, oh, I'm taking up so much of your time. I'm, and I'm like, no, you're not. It's your turn. Um, you were in a fairly tough spot. If, if you feel it's normal for your character or natural for your character to react in this way and to panic, that is perfectly fine. Yeah, that's, that's the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, again, we... No, like, you know, if every story was, you know, five epic heroes doing epic things epically, mm-hmm. it doesn't make for, I mean, it'll get boring very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's a big thing. Um, yeah, and that's, that's a criticism some people lay level at Superman, isn't it? Because they're yes. just like, I find him kind of boring because he's, he's just this invincible. Perfect being. Yeah. It's just kind of, eh, I don't, I can't really relate because he can just get shot in the eyeball and. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really mind. Let's speak for your stuff, Daniel. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I could take that easy, no problem. <laughs> Wait, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the same way. And uh, what I, I really wanted to say, like, touching a really good point there, because we started this discussion saying, like, yeah, you can do a horny bard, but it, it might be a bit one dimensional, and, and sometimes you might be more rewarded with a, a more three dimensional character. Mm. And you were saying. A second ago that like adding in those those little little bits it doesn't have to be this big side quest it can just be these little bits here and there can in the same way add another dimension to the whole campaign and yeah. not just a character and when you have when you suddenly have all these three-dimensional characters existing within a three-dimensional or however many dimensional setting that's when sparks fly to use a very appropriate <laughs> term <laughs> I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to end it there because I can't, I'm never going to peek again. (laughs) Um, Well, on that note, actually, is is there anything that uh, you wanted to talk about? Anything we might have missed? I I mean, my thing is, uh, we, we already kind of, you know, we touched on it quite a bit, but my my big thing is it's always about checking in with, um, checking in with your players, checking in with your friends at the table mm-hmm. and set, set those boundaries right from the start. And, you know, making sure that if this is something you're bringing into the game, that everybody is okay with it. And if there's mm-hmm. somebody who's there who's like, no, like I, look, I just want to be, uh, an Echo Knight, and I just want to smash things, um, you know, with my my Warhammer. I don't want to go out to the tavern and, you know, flirt with the the satyr barmate. I I just no. Uh, yeah, totally fine. Like that's that's your adventure. Go out, play it, and have a blast. Uh, really, yeah. really do. Like I said to you, I I'm not sitting there going. Um, basically, everyone should listen to my show because it's amazing. No, like I, I, I am. Everyone should listen to me and this podcast because it's amazing. That's all you need, really. Just these two. That's it. But we have, you know, we we we've touched on so many different things, and yeah, it, it it's it 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 all comes down to that sort of player comfort levels and the mm-hmm. DM comfort levels. And that everybody has that discussion and, and, and keep it as an open discussion, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. it, it's never kind of, we set it in stone, that's it, goodbye. Mm-hmm. It is that, you know, um, veils it's, and It's lights. dynamic. Yeah. Just just like relationships in real life, right? They change over time. They change, big time. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. It, it. it is just, 
you know, it, it's having that awareness with you um, at the table, you know, because it is, it, we're escaping, we're playing, we're having fun. But at the same time, we, we still have to be mindful of uh, the people who are, uh, you know, who are playing opposite us or who are running yeah. the game or, or in our case, who are, who are watching the game, you know, or mm. listening to the game. Yeah. One, one thing I'm going to do since we've, we've had this discussion now is, is message both the, the guys and that, that I play with and the, and the group chat there and just say, Hey, we haven't, we haven't had this discussion yet, but you know, I know I Quinn pecked Sabine on the, the cheek. I just wanted to make sure everyone's like, okay with that. And that's a direction that we're all comfortable with, you know, with that going and uh, which is something I hadn't really thought about, but so I'm glad we've had this discussion and likewise, I'm going to message the, the human warlock player and just say, Hey, that thing that happened i mean gosh it was about 15 20 sessions ago at this point but i just want to be like hey is that you know how's that was going that, yeah is that yeah you, you're still comfortable is that you know what can i do uh, you know i'm comfortable with it what can i do to help you engage more with that part of, of that character yeah or do, and, do you want to leave it where it is or have you moved on exactly from it? yeah like i yeah. Halfway through our, our halfway through our season, I we went we went off on a segue, uh, you know, as as D and D games uh, or tabletop role playing games are going to. Uh-huh. But uh, there, a, a night hag comes into the middle of it, and I had to right after they encounter her, we we all had to decompress as a table mm-hmm. as as a, as a podcast. We we I mean I literally we sat down and I had I one I was horrified with myself. Because of how quick those vicious, vicious things she said came to me. It wasn't like, I wasn't sitting there with a script, you know, with, she's going to say this, and then she's going to say this, and then she's definitely going to say, it just, stuff came. Now, I always aware of bits and pieces, but I remember um, one of, uh, one of our players, uh, she, she's playing a Shadokai elf rogue. Yep. And she, that particular character has a very, very uh, rose tinted look of romance it's it's very innocent it's it's very naive really and th- mm. that's the way she's kind of designed her she you know she believes you know everybody's destined to meet their soulmate she believes every relationship is perfect she believes yeah yeah she's she's a wonderful wonderful character that we've seen grow a, an awful lot in the show but directly afterwards there were some things that the um, morag the um the, the night hag that i was playing just came out with and afterwards, we sat down as a table and I was like, I'm firstly, I hope everybody's OK. And then secondly, I felt I, I just had this overwhelming guilt. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know it like, I, 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 you know, friends call me bitchy and friends call me, you know, <laughs> I'm quick witted or whatever. I, even still, I don't don't like doing it you know, even in a role-playing game, you know, it's the villain or whatever, but I, not necessarily yeah. something I'm comfortable with. So it is, it's just just checking in uh, as much yeah. as you possibly can and when you can it does, it's not every single session you know if we if we bought if we if we beat up a group of goblins fine we beat up a group of goblins or we yeah. you know we rescued some uh, you know some sailors who went overboard we may, we may not have to check in there but yeah just keeping it keeping it as you said it's a these things are dynamic and and people's mindsets change and shift over time and just keeping mm-hmm. keeping that uh, some part of your mind the whole way through the game and the, it only it only makes for a better adventure and a better table Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for your time today and uh, sharing us, uh, sharing with us your knowledge and, and experience and, and expertise. So uh, yeah, it was been, it was been, uh, I can't even talk is how. Well, I was about to say uh, expertise is a strong word there anyway, Dan. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is thank you very much for joining us today.
Not at all. Thank you so much for having me. Is there anything you'd like to plug? I would just absolutely love uh, if your listeners would give the show uh, a, a listen, uh, Romancing the Dungeon. You can find us at D8Dungeon uh, on Twitter, uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're across social media. We, we are just a podcast. We don't we don't stream. I don't think I'm pretty enough to be on, on camera. I have a I have a face for radio. <laughs> um, but we've yeah, we, we've just finished our first season. So you can check us out there. And if you want to chat about what we what I've talked about or you you're thinking about bringing romance or relationships um love or whatever they might be into your games and you you might want a bit of advice feel free to reach out to me on twitter at at declan ddy um and happy to chat away about it awesome as usual all the links will be in the episode description uh thanks again for for joining and thank you everybody for listening at home as usual please reach out to me on all the socials for any feedback comments which i i love to hear and potential topics for future episodes. Otherwise, thank you all for listening and good night.